0: Good morning, Denver, and welcome to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage, providing nationwide, world-class customer service right here in the Mile High City. I'm Joe Massey, along with my co-host today, Catherine Gutierrez. We're providing you with more than 20 years' experience in mortgage lending. We are here to share inside knowledge and experience of the home buying and refinance process. And we have a terrific guest in the studio this morning, Drew Schneider, with Your Castle Real Estate. Catherine, good morning. It's great to see you today.
1: Yeah. Good morning. Nice to see you guys. My seat's a little bit higher because you guys are the tall two. Um <laughs> (laughs) But it's good to be here.
0: So tell us a little bit about what we've got on tap for the show today.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're going to talk to Drew about um, writing contingent offers in this market right now. You know, sometimes someone needs to sell a home before they buy it. Um, So the tips and tricks on how to write those offers correctly, accurately, to make sure you still close that smooth transaction. And then, of course, I'm going to highlight a listing of the week down in Colorado Springs. And then, of course, I mentioned the free event that's going on here in Colorado. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT, brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For any questions, give us a call 303 303-
0: All right. Again in the studio this morning, very excited to have Drew Schneider with Your Castle Real Estate. If you have questions about buying a home, selling a home, or any type of real estate questions, you can reach Drew at 720-289-0260. And as a quick reminder, Castle & Cook Mortgage and Your Castle Real Estate are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other. Drew, good morning. It's great to see you today.
2: Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so glad you're here. Now tell us a little bit about your background, kind of your past real estate experience. How'd you get started?
2: Well, I was uh, grew up in Northern Virginia and graduated from Virginia Tech, came out here about 21 years ago. Uh, worked at Janus Mutual Funds, kind of followed the dot-com boom up and then way, way back down again, Yep. and uh, just found myself uh, really attracted to real estate and wanting to help people, and I knew it was a perfect fit, and that was 17 and a half years ago now. So wow. uh, I've been doing it ever since, full-time. Awesome. Now, do
0: you have a certain area of town you focus on or a certain type of clientele? Do you only work with uh, people up north or people out east or first-time buyers, or what's your kind of your focus?
2: My focus is uh, mostly by referral. So about 80 to 90% of my business is by referral. So I work all over the metro area, north, south, east, and west. I actually have a map map that I give out to clients Um, that shows I really do work all over the metro area, which I love because I get to learn about different areas and it really builds my skills in learning how to price properties, both on the buying and selling side, just about anywhere in town. Yeah. That's one of the cool things
0: about Your Castle too. I know they really arm you agents with data, with the price change maps. Tell us just a little bit about that. What are some of the key things that, uh, that Your Castle does to make sure you're an expert in certain areas?
2: Well, I joined your castle 10 years ago, and it's uh, my third brokerage in my career, and it's by far the best experience I've ever had. Um, not only is it a local non-franchise company, but also these, uh, the stats and the data that the owners provide is second to none. I've never known more detail about the market, about what's happened, and potentially what might happen in the future. Um, I just love their graphic representations and I share that with clients so that they really have a full understanding of what they're going to do when they're buying or selling a house.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a great description that you had that graphical representation because you can read the data, you can read the spreadsheet, but one of the things you guys are so great over there at your castle is breaking it down, putting it into colors and graphs and charts that I can understand, and then I know you guys practice and learn that information, and then hey, you can break it down to me in a thirty-second soundbite, not ten minutes of explaining a spreadsheet, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, and and even you know some sellers and buyers are more data oriented, some are not, but either way, I find that these. Great and charts really speak to both of those. Um, and some people want to go deeper, some people don't, but everyone always understands it after I go through it, just after a couple minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the data is impacting you if you're buying or selling a home, whether mm-hmm. you understand it or not. And you guys make it really easy to understand, which I think is huge.
2: Yeah, I love it. Really helps me out.
0: Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about our number one topic today: writing a contingent offer. And Catherine, we're seeing a lot more of these these days, yeah, right?
1: Absolutely. People are maybe scared or nervous. They don't want to get rid of their current home until they find a place. They're under contract in one, so which is totally fair. Um, so we're seeing a lot more of these on the contracts and it seems very often nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Drew, break it down for us. I've got a home. Let's just say I'm a regular guy. I want to sell my property and I want to buy something new. Kind of walk me through some of the process.
2: Sure. So a lot of sellers these days are kind of expecting a contingent offer for most buyers mm-hmm. because they understand as a position they're probably in as well because they're selling their home that the buyer wants to have somewhere to go without doing a double move yeah, and without um, you know, being homeless without their current home. right. So the way to do that is to write a contingent offer to the seller. And what it really does is it benefits the buyer so they know that they don't have to do a double move and um, they can really find and wrap up the property they want. Now, to go with that, the seller is going to be off the market a little while, right? Right. And there's a little bit more risk for the seller, but there's a lot of things the buyers can do to entice the seller to accept that offer and make it worth their while.
0: Okay. We definitely want to talk a little bit about that. Some of the tips and tricks are one of the things that I love about having you here on the show. So I'm a seller. I want to sell my property and I need that equity for my home. Maybe I've owned my home four or five years and maybe it was my first home. It's my starter home and it's built up that equity of maybe $150,000. Now, the moment I sell, I can use that as the down payment on my new house. Mm -hmm. But in the interim, I don't have $150,000 just laying around in the bank. So I've really got to sell my home uh, earlier, Mm -hmm. right? Even maybe the same day, then I can use those down payment funds to buy the new place. Is that
2: right? That's correct. Yeah, you can make the two closings line up the same day. You do the sale of your current home in the morning, do the purchase of the new home in the afternoon. Um, it happens pretty frequently, and we yep. can definitely make those things match up for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, is that normal in a transaction? Do you see this one out of a hundred times? Do you see it? You know, ninety-nine out of a hundred. How often do you see this?
2: Um, out of ten, I probably see it somewhere in the three to six range, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, because so many people are do not want to do that double move. yeah. Um, And so they're submitting contingent offers. But the way you write the offer and how enticing you make it for the seller really depends on if you get it accepted or not.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a great point. And right now in this market, we're still seeing it's a little bit of a buyer's market, right, Catherine? Yeah, absolutely. It's a seller's market, excuse Uh, me.
1: It's a seller's market. But again, it's still not as crazy as last year, the year before. Mm -hmm. So the buyers have a little bit more flexibility. They don't um, need to put in multiple offers that same hour that they walk in the house. So I mean, mm-hmm. there's still a little bit of cushion for the buyers; they have more options. But I mean, still, people who are buying from out of state, they don't get that you can close um, same day when you sell and purchase. So that's always a good fun fact to educate them on. Exactly, and yeah.
2: one of the really key things is having a really good professional buyer side because it takes a lot of communication, a lot of organization. To make sure all the pieces fall into place. A contingent offer definitely has more puzzle pieces to it. And to make sure that you have somebody like Joe to do the loan because he's going to make sure the buyer can close well before they're even looking at properties. And that's one thing I love about it. He does all his due diligence upfront.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things we focus on. If we're going to give you that pre-approval letter, you know, piece of feedback we get is, oh man, I went to my local bank and they didn't ask for all these documents and they didn't ask for all this. That's Mm -hmm. true. They didn't ask for it up front, but they're going to ask at (laughs) some point between now and closing, we're simply asking for it up front so we can give you that good, clear, 100% certain pre-approval so that you know you go out and, you know, Drew's putting his name on the line of, hey, we're going to close. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, we're going to sell this other property. You want to make sure that transaction is actually going to get to the finish line, Right.
2: Right, and I've seen countless times when people say, "Well, I have a relationship with my bank, or I'm using an out of out out of state discount lender, something like yeah. that." That almost every time there's problems with the loan, delays with closing, and with a contingent offer, it could cause you to lose the house you want to buy. That's right. So I couldn't stress that more. Having a really, really strong lender like Joe to to be in this process. Thanks, thanks. And, and you know what? I think it's critical to have that strong agent as well. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: nothing wrong with being a brand new agent, but if I'm brand new and I don't know, hey, these are the important things I've got to put in my contract. These are the things that I've got to you know, show that our buyer actually is a strong buyer. If I just write out, here's my contract, and hey, we're going to sell our old home here in a few weeks after you accept our offer. I don't have very good odds of getting that offer accepted, right? Correct. Right. So (laughs) what are are some of the tips and tricks that you would give out that, hey, these are things that you need to be looking out for in order to make these contingent offers work? If I'm, again, if I'm selling and then buying, what should I be thinking about?
2: You really want to make it as uh, enticing for the seller as possible. So there's a few things you can do. You can make the dates and the deadlines, like the inspection and appraisal, as quick as possible. That way, the seller knows, knows that those are taken care of to have a really strong pre-approval letter so they know that barring the sale of the home, there really isn't any other issues to be concerned about with the loan. Really, the only thing we're waiting for is for the home to sell in order to buy the seller's own. And there's other things we can do as well if you make some of the earnest money Mm non-refundable. Maybe it's a competitive situation, but the seller's open to a contingent offer. Then maybe making some of that earnest money um, hard or mm-hmm. non refundable uh, could also be something to get your offer accepted by the seller.
0: Yeah. Now, am I taking a risk? If I'm selling my property, buying a new property, uh, and I say, hey, we're going to make $5,000 of my earnest money non refundable, am I taking a risk with that $5,000? You certainly are. That's right. But
2: it depends on how much you want this new house. <laughs> That's exactly
0: right. If Catherine's trying to buy the same new house and maybe she doesn't have a house to sell, mm-hmm you know maybe she and i are offering the exact same price but i say hey you know what if i can if i don't get to closing you can keep my $5000 right that might be the thing that pushes you over the edge yeah. right
2: absolutely totally. yeah and really the you know money does talk so the seller yeah. likes to see that but also the communication with the listing agent from the buyer's agent and the lender is so crucial and there's so many times uh, as a listing agent i'll receive an offer and not get any phone call from the buyer's agent Hmm. no phone call from the lender i don't even know yes i know they saw the property but you know i don't know anything about what's going on i just receive an offer blindly and that's probably the worst thing that can happen yeah um So being able to communicate really well is so crucial, but certainly money talks and having really desirable deadlines on the seller's point of view, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't submit a contingent offer as the buyer and then expect money off. You know, we're going to ask for a ton of things on the inspection. Um, You know, you can't expect the world and then expect the seller to accept a contingent offer. It's just, you know, how badly do you want this home? It's typically a long-term investment. And in this business, almost everything is emotional. Yeah. The buying, the selling. It's not just about numbers. It's about your emotions and your home and your family. Um, And... You know how much do you want it, and and you know the the buyers who are serious will really go forward with guns blazing and make sure the sellers know how much they want this house.
0: Yeah, yeah. One thing that I talk about is a lot of times I'll hear people say, "Hey, you know, I want to write a contract on this. You know, we're really hoping to get a good deal." And I remember when I was buying my home, my wife and I discussed it a lot, and I said, "You know what? I don't want a deal. I want the house, mm-hmm. right?" And that's I think sometimes we have to get out of our own way, especially if I'm selling a property. I'm not the most qualified. Qualified buyer now for my next property. Um, I kind of have to give and have some concessions on some of the things that I want. Maybe I want ten or fifteen thousand dollars off. Maybe I want the seller to pay my closing costs. But you know what? I'm not in the best position because I got to sell this other house over here. I'm not going to ask for those things. I'm just simply going to say, "Hey, can I buy the house for whatever you want for it?" You know, you've got to be willing to give on some of that. Would you agree?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many times I work with uh, either individuals or couples. Maybe they're you know, maybe a CPA type or an engineer type that are more strictly about the numbers, a little bit less emotional, but if they have a significant other spouse, family member that they're buying the house with, who's more emotionally tied to it, it's, I find almost it's my job to get these two people on the same page. Right. Um, Let's work with some of the number things and let's work with some of the emotional things and see if we can kind of come together and make sure these two people are on the same page. Uh, because, you know, maybe one just wants a great deal and the other one just wants the house. Right. Well, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mesh. So right. let's find a common ground with the clients and then we can put a good, together a really strong offer for the seller. That's right. Nice.
0: So, you know, if this real estate thing doesn't work out, we'll get you a job as a marriage counselor. There you go. <laughs> I feel like I am one
2: sometimes.
0: <laughs> now, Drew, if anybody yes. wants to get in touch with you about uh, buying a home, selling a home, marriage counseling, any of your, <laughs> your various services, uh, what is the best phone number that we can reach you at, Drew?
2: Best phone number is 720-289-0260, and you can call or text to that number.
0: And I think you've got a new uh, website that you revamped recently as well, right? Yep.
2: Drew's Home Team. D-R-E-W-S, hometeam.com. So I do have my own team. Uh, with a great agent, Jen Davis on there with me.
0: Yeah. One of the things I love about having a team we've spoken about this prior on the show is, you know what? Sometimes Drew's not available to show a home right when you need to. You're working with another client. That's why you got some folks that are backing you up. Hey, you know what? You want to see this home? I can't get you there, but Jen can. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a big part of having that backup support. Would you agree?
2: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it really is. And I, and I would be remiss not to, um, Shout out to my transaction manager, Chong. He's amazing and keeps me hopping. He knows what he's doing, man. Love that guy.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage. For any questions, give us a call, 303-809-7769.
0: All right, Drew. Now I want to talk a little bit about timelines. You mentioned earlier dates and deadlines, which I thought was really smart that, hey, we're going to be offering our contingent sale. We're going to do our appraisal right away. We're going to do our inspection right away. We're going to have our loan conditions right away. Because I'm selling my home, does that necessarily then have to extend my closing to a certain period of time? So if I'm doing a contingent sale, does it mean I've got to write a 60 or 90 day contract?
2: Not necessarily. Whenever I'm working with buyers, I stress that the best time to submit a contingent offer is when your home is under contract. Yep. Preferably past inspection, because that's really the biggest first immediate deadline that people face. Yeah. Um, If it's possible, that's great. But as long as it's under contract, the seller now knows okay, well, we're not just waiting open ended. Right. And they're under contract, they have a closing date on their house. a thing that can definitely add a little bit of a another layer to it is if I'm selling my house to buy another one, is the buyer of my house contingent on the sale of their house? Right. Now we have a whole nother layer of dominoes to consider and talk about communication needing to be important between all the parties. You know, that really adds a lot to it. So as a listing agent, you want to know how how deep is this? How many layers deep does this go? Yeah. Is it just one contingency and the buyer of my home is not contingent? All right. Well, that's okay. And my house is already under contract. Okay. The seller thinks about it and says, well, there's just one layer there. They're already under contract. The inspection's in a couple days. You know, I think I feel pretty confident. So we don't necessarily need to push the closing date out really far. We do need to match it up with the closing of the current home, obviously, because we need the funds to pay for the new house. But we don't necessarily need to push anything back. So it really depends on if that buyer's house is already under contract or not. And if it is, is it contingent on that end? Yeah. So that's when it gets a little bit muddled and you really need somebody good on your side for sure.
0: Yeah. One of my favorites, I had a call one time and it was exactly this. It was a domino closing, which I don't even know if you call it contingent. I think there was five in a row (laughs) and someone four homes down the line called me and she explained who she was. And I said, I'm, I'm really confused. I said, what transaction are you dealing with? And she told me, she said, you're not going to have the address. She's like, it's not associated with you. Uh, she said, but your people are buying this home and then two, three, four more. And she said, you know, I know you can't give me any inf- information, but is the loan solid? You know? And so I pulled it up and I said, yeah, here's where we're at. Here's where we stand. And we had, you know, an an open conversation with as much information as we could share without violating the, the client's personal information. And then, uh, you know what I told her, I said, you know, I'm going to add you to my Tuesday update call list because you've got someone, four people down the road hanging on to this. We want to keep you updated on what's going on here. So mm-hmm. I think what you said, that open communication, there might be other people counting on it down the road. You're not even aware that they're there right right and yeah. as
2: the listing agent it's your do- job to do the due diligence in knowing how many layers deep it goes yeah um whether it's one or five yeah, yeah that's awesome and five is
1: that's that stresses de- <laughs>
2: me out that's that's a good one it yeah. takes a lot of balancing for sure oh yeah it was awesome. nerve-wracking
0: for everybody oh, for gosh.
1: sure yeah for i sure. speak with new new agents and they're like oh is it okay if i call the lender and get an update i'm like yes oh my god yes please call call everyone Make sure everyone's qualified because, you know, being newer, you don't, you don't want to step on anyone's toes, mm-hmm. but I'm like, please, please call your lender. Make sure they're qualified because you don't know. Yeah. Pre-qualified, when, pre-approved means total different things with every company.
2: It does. That's why I love, uh, whenever I have a client working with Joe and his office and his team every Tuesday and without fail, I get an update, the buyer gets an update on the phone to know exactly where they are yep. it could just be as simple as we're ready to go early like always mm-hmm. and we're ready for closing yep you know it's just a matter of waiting around till the closing date So I love that. That communication is fantastic. Yeah. And I think, you
0: know, what you said too, it's not just the listing agent, but the buyer's agent. Hey, if I've got my home as contingent on someone else buying it and now I'm placing my offer, I need to be open and honest about that. Hey, you know what, Mr. Seller, we're actually number three on the list now. Um, There's going to be several others, but hey, here's the homework that I've done. So we go back to some of those tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. Our home is contingent, then contingent to buy your home, but here's all the homework we've done on the property that we're counting on. Yes. I think that would be really valuable if you're the listing agent to say, hey, you know what? Drew's the buyer's agent. He's done his homework. I think I, I kind of like this guy. You know, what do you think?
2: definitely no. that but all sides have to do their homework to protect their client's best interest for sure yeah Um, and that really pays off to do that because then you feel more comfortable with it and you're going to have a much greater success of all the parties and all the layers getting to closing
0: yeah now let's just throw a little wrinkle in here we're talking about contingent selling so selling our home um, and then using those funds to buy a new property what if for some reason i just cannot get that new buyer to accept my contingency um, what are some other options that I have? How could I sell my home and move? Could I sell my home and rent it back? What are some other scenarios that you might use?
2: Sure, there, there's a couple different options that I present to sellers when they're in this situation. The first option is get qualified to buy first. Yeah. Now, not everyone can buy first and not everyone wants to because of the, the little bit more risk involved, but sure. essentially it means if I'm going to sell my house to buy another one, can I get approved to carry both my current mortgage and the next mortgage. Yeah. And some people are actually surprised that they can qualify. And if they can, then it's just a matter of risk tolerance. And do they feel comfortable doing so? Yep. And if that's the case, they can go out without writing contingent offer and buy their new home, get it under contract, list their current home, and hopefully even match all those closing dates up. Mm-hmm. But because the purchase side is non-contingent, it's more likely to be easily uh, accepted by the seller. So that's, that's right. kind of the first option. It's an ideal option if you qualify. Yep. Um, the second option that's definitely the most popular is the rent back. Yeah. So you list the property that I'm selling and you're going to uh, just proactively tell potential buyers and buyers agents, hey, listen, we need 30 to 60 days after closing um, for possession, we're going to go ahead and buy another property, but we need to stay in our home because we don't want to move twice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of buyers are used to seeing that because they understand what's going on with the lack of inventory, even though inventory's up, yeah. it's still, still very, tight. very low yeah. for our population. Um, that's what most people decide to do Yeah, is they're going to go ahead and list their home. They're going to get it under contract. They're going to go find another house to buy. Mm -hmm. But maybe the possession dates don't line up, right? They're going to go ahead Mm -hmm. and close on their current home. Maybe 30 days later, they're going to give possession to the new buyers because it works out that way with the new house. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of option two. And then third option, not many people want to do this, but I have had some really conservative clients um, do this where they simply say, we want to list and sell our house, period. Yep, we're going to move into a temporary situation, whether that's family apartment, uh, hotel, just a six month, yeah, yeah six month rental on a house or mm-hmm. a townhouse or something like that. And then once we get it all sold, in a month or two after that, we're going to start looking for the new house, and that can really take the pressure off of the buyer. Yeah, because now they have the money in the bank, their house is sold, and they're non contingent on the purchase side. Yep. So it can be a really great thing, but of course it adds the the twist of needing to do a double move. Um, which can be a little bit disruptive to people's lives. And we understand that. And that's kind of the third option. That's why it's lowest on the list. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they usually start shaking their head, especially if they have kids and extended family living with them, they start, you know, kind of sweating a little bit. But um, what I do tell them though, if they go with the rent back option, they have to have a plan B. Right. Because if they don't find the house that they really want to buy, or if some reason that one falls through, You're not open ended on giving possession on the buyer of your house. It's kind of, you know, you have a date that everyone's agreed upon that they're going to move Mm -hmm. in. You can't just push that back forever. Yeah, you got to go. You have to have a plan B, which is um, that third option moving with the parents or something. Very rarely have I had to do that with clients. It almost always works out to use that option too with the rent back and to really make everything work out well. That's great, that's great. Now, if anybody wants to learn more, or has questions for you, Drew, about uh, buying or selling, or
0: or working with you for a contingent offer, best phone number we could reach you at?
2: Best phone number is 720-289-0260, and you can call or text to that number, or you can visit my website at DrewsHomeTeam.com.
0: All right, and I think we've got a terrific uh, open house going on today, right?
1: Yeah, it's actually a listing of the week. He's probably going to get this under contract, hopefully, shortly. So no open house, but just listing of the week. Um, Justin Tritchfield with Shorewood down in Colorado Springs. His number is 719-244-4393. And this property is a really cute townhome. I apologize. Ranch, single family home. Um, 170 Grant Boulevard in Colorado Springs. Listed for $250, three bedroom, two bath. Just over 1,300 square feet. Or I apologize. 1,330 square feet. Mm-hmm. One car garage in the security um, neighborhood over there by Fort Carson. Remodeled inside, really beautiful, hardwood floors, great views from the porch. You really can't go wrong. Again, this is a ranch style um, single family home in Colorado Springs one zero seven grant boulevard in colorado springs justin's number if you do have questions or want to see it his number is 719-244-4393
0: definitely one you want to check out i saw pictures of that the other day it's a great property and then i think we've got a great event going on this weekend
1: yeah there's not. i'm just here to talk about local farmers market it's around the end of the season for farmers markets um there's One in almost every neighborhood. Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Union Station, um, Rhino, everywhere pretty much. Arvada, there's a farmer's market. So go out there, support your local farmer's market, grab that local produce, um, knickknacks, all that stuff is about to wrap up here as the season continues.
0: Yeah, it's going to be colder before long and it'll be hard to come by those. Yeah. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us, Drew. Thank you again for joining us on the show. Always great information, really informative, really appreciate you being here with us.
2: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, guys.
0: All right. Folks out there, if you have any questions about buying a home or refinancing your current mortgage, please feel free to call us anytime here at Castle & Cook. You can reach us at 303-809-7769. Thank you again for tuning in to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690. I'm Joe Massey along with my co-host Catherine Gutierrez. Have a great weekend. Make sure you swing by those local farmer's markets and we'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m.